Good morning, good morning. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis coming back again this morning with another study from God's Word. We're bringing you a series of studies now and will be for the next uh, quite a while on this subject, Satan, the God of this world. Yes, Satan is the God of this world, my friend, whether you believe it or whether you realize it or not. We felt a great need for uh, restating the doctrine of Satan, going back, bringing out those things about the devil, the old serpent as set forth in the scripture. Many folks deny even the existence of a personal devil, saying that Satan is only an evil influence. But we've been looking there at some of the truths from God's word. And we saw in our last message there, we, we were came down to where Eve ate the forbidden fruit after having been tempted by Satan, gave her husband with her to eat, and the glory of the Lord departed from them. They found themselves naked before a sovereign, eternal God with no covering for their sins. That's what we find today. Many, many of our friends, our loved ones, have no covering, have no blood covering for their sin. Adam and Eve found themselves hiding behind the fig bushes there in the garden, attempting to sew aprons out of the fig leaves and to hide their nakedness from Jehovah God. Satan became their federal head and then became the God of this world, the God of this age. The Bible says, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, blinded by the God of this world, found there in 2 Corinthians 4, 3, 4. Then in John 12, 31 and John 14, 30, we read, he is spoken of as the prince of this world. Prince means ruler. And then in Ephesians 6, 12, he's spoken of as the ruler of the darkness of the world. Here you have the history of Satan and his present exalted position as the God of this age, whom the multitude of mankind worship and serve this day. Only by redemption is man brought out of darkness and delivered from the power of Satan, translated into the kingdom of the Son of God. In Genesis 3.15, we find the first promise of redemption when Jehovah Jesus said, I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Here the first prophecy of the coming Messiah, man's suffering, man's sin offering, man's substitute, who would take man's place on the cross and pay his sin debt in full. Here's where we find the first mention. The, trial, the trail of blood is found throughout the entire scriptures until it culminates in the death of Christ there on the cross as our substitute. Is he your substitute this morning, my friend? You sit there, listen to the old trailblazer. Can you look up and say, thank you, Lord, for dying for put such an old wretch as I am? I wish I could lead you in these few moments out to Golgotha's hill. Could we just do that? Where the seed, we see the seed of the woman, our Lord Jesus Christ, on the cross as our substitute, paying our sin debt in full as our surety. Would that... The, would that the Holy Spirit would open your blinded eyes and let you see that you are a son of Satan, except for grace, an offspring of a viper. Let me, let, 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 that the Lord would let you see that God's word is true. The Bible is true, whether you believe it or not. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. Oh, that he would let you see, let this world see, let our folks see that God's word is true and know that Christ died in your place and that your redemption in Christ is finished and that the Holy Spirit would bring you to see all your sins were laid on Christ and that he, the, the just for the unjust, died that you and I might live. 
Oh, that there is at his feet you would look up and cry, God, be merciful to me, a sinner, like the old publican did there in the temple. God, be merciful to me, the sinner. Oh, would you do that this morning, my friend? And then with the next breath, you could say, My Lord and my God, like old Thomas did there, when the Lord revealed to him, he said, Come put thy hand in my side and, and see the scar, see the, the, where the, the spear rent my side. And uh, old Thomas had said he would not believe. But when the Lord showed him those things, what did he say? My Lord and my God, who are you worshiping today, Christ or Satan? Christ, the God of the Bible, or Satan, the God of this world? Now, that's, that's, a, that's a good question to begin our study with this morning. We're going to look now, beginning this morning, we're going to look at Satan and his kingdom. Did you know Satan has a kingdom? We're going to get started there this morning. We have some time left. In our last study, we were speaking about the God of this world. We saw one of the things the Bible teaches about Satan himself is, namely that he is a created being, a direct creation of God, according to Ezekiel 28:15, and that he was the anointed cherub, according to Ezekiel 28:14. There, this the the angel of the of the uh, of the throne of God. Listen there. Let me read that again. He was the anointed cherub that covereth, one who led the worship of the universe, the guardian angel of the throne of God. Did you get that when we were looking at it in our last study or two, or did it slip over your shoulder? Satan was the anointed cherub. He led the worship of the universe. We also saw that he was the most powerful being of all of God's creation, and that according to Jude 8 and 9, even the archangel Michael would not rebuke him or bring a railing accusation against him, but left it in the hands of Jehovah God. We found that he was perfect in beauty, but corrupted it because of iniquity was found in him. We also found that he sealed up the sum full of wisdom, but in like manner he corrupted his wisdom when sin was found in him. I'm literally amazed at the ignorance of the average individual, the average pastor behind a pulpit, the average Bible teacher standing behind, standing in front of a class of young people to teach that class. Do you hear any of them bringing you a message, a study on Satan? I'm amazed at their ignorance. That's right, as to Satan's position and power in this world. We've grown up a generation that believes Satan is just some influence, some evil influence. They paint a picture of him as being a, a, a long, lanky fellow with pointed ears and a sharp uh, uh, pitchfork in his hand and a long curly tail with a red jumpsuit on. That's not, that's not, folks. Listen, listen. As I hear folks speak so lightly of Satan and use his name as a byword or even laugh at his existence or picture him as some mystic being with horns, forky tail, and a pitchfork, unaware that Satan is the most majestic, powerful being, created being of all the creatures of the universe, I'm made to shudder when I think of those things. Just as I'm made to shudder when I hear folks, the average man, the average woman, speaking about our God, our Lord, as the old man upstairs. Do you hear folks say that, my friend? I do, and I shudder. If, I, if it's someone I can speak to, I, I, I call them down about it. I say, we don't need to do that. They speak of the Lord as Mother Nature. The, the adver advertisements on the television comes on saying, don't mess with Mother Nature, inferring God. That's right. That's right, my friend. And listen, 
listen, then the newscasters or weathercasters, they, they all they study about is having a good weekend. They, they proclaim the weather and they say, oh, that the man upstairs would cooperate with us, that we'd have a good day on the golf course uh, and a good weekend. That's all, they, that's all they, the world studies about, my friend. I don't know how anybody could call God the man upstairs, but also I don't know how you could uh, speak lightly of Satan when he's when he's made when he's uh, shown to be such a, a a character as the Lord presented him to be. This reveals one thing in the average professed Christian's heart today is that he has no concept of his enemy. There's one thing needful in every Christian's life, my friend, and that is not to underestimate his enemy. To do, to do that, you must first have first-hand intelligence of your enemy, and if possible, to know every move uh, and his every action. When our armed forces go into battle, they know, they map out the terrain, they map out all the strategic strong points of the enemy so that they may go in there with the, with the airplanes and bombs to bum out those places. They don't just go blindly into that. No, the military has more sense than we do. We, we, we think Satan is a little influence, and we're not afraid of him. My friend, I'm, I'm a deathly afraid of Satan. Not for me, because I know the Lord. I'm afraid for you and for my family and my children, because he is a prince in the power of this world, and he is able to influence. He has a snare that he can set for you and that he can trap you in, and he makes the world look glittery to you that your eyes are, 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 are turned there towards the bright lights, just like they are to the casinos here and on along the Gulf Coast now. You can ride along that coast, and you never get out of the lights of the casinos for miles and miles and miles like it is over there in Las Vegas and Reno. But listen, that's what Satan does. He keeps the world lit up like the neon lights so that it's attractive, attractive, to some poor old sinner. Our subject today, as I said, is Satan and his kingdom. As we approach this subject, let us first note the many-sided nature of Satan. This we find from the different names he is called. I want you to pay close attention. Throughout the scripture, he's called by many names. First, he's spoken of as Satan, which means the adversary. Did you know what the word Satan means? It simply means our adversary, our enemy, our arch enemy, the arch enemy of God, and the deadly enemy of every soul out of Christ. Satan is for the destruction of everything that is God-like. He hates the Bible. He hates the Lord Jesus Christ. He hates blood redemption in Christ. He hates the, God's messenger. He hates for anyone to bow to the Lordship of Christ. His sword is drawn against everyone. It is, that's the reason it's so hard for an awakened sinner to get to Christ, because Satan hates anyone to bow to the Lordship of Christ. Satan will block, throw barriers in your way to hinder every way possible to keep you from getting to Christ. 1 Peter 5, 8 says he goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. This truth is also set forth in 1 Timothy 5, 14. Wherever there is an open door set before a child of God, Satan, the old adversary, is always there, ready to block the door. According to 1 Corinthians 16, 9, Satan also as an adversary or an enemy of the cross of Christ will turn every unsaved individual in the pulpit the pew of the world, against those who preach blood redemption in Christ Jesus, according to Philippians 3.18, if he's, if he's able. That's right. Only the restraining grace of God keeps 
uh, him, him from, from blocking your way to come to Christ, my friend. Oh, are you cooperating with Satan this morning? Are you? My friend, are you cooperating with Satan? I wish you'd take time to, to, to uh, listen to these studies. We're going to be there for quite a while now. We have many, many messages of studies on Satan, uh, several different topics. And today we're looking, getting started at Satan and his kingdom. Yes, he has a kingdom. He has a kingdom. His, his purpose and desire is to be worshipped just like the Lord Jesus Christ. He would be as God if he could. And his desire is to be like God. And in all of that frustration, he hates God. He hates the Lord Jesus Christ. He did everything in his world to keep Christ from being born into this world. He was a leader of old Herod there to try to kill all the Jewish children. That's right, he did. That was, his, that was his aim and purpose, to kill all the man-child, just like old Pharaoh did there, to keep uh, you know, uh, those from being born into this world who would be the children of God. But listen, our Lord is greater than Satan. I surely don't come here preaching doomsday. I preach you the grace of God. God is able to save, my friend, but I want you to be aware of who our enemy is. We are, on, we are in a battle. Did you know I'm in a battle here for the souls of men? I know who my enemy is. My enemy is a, is a, a Satan. That's right, the prince and power of this world. But my ally, I'm on Christ's side, and he's on my side, and I'm his ambassador bringing you, thus saith the Lord, day in and day out over the old trailblazer broadcast, praying and, and uh, asking the Lord to open your heart. Don't, don't get mad with me about these messages. They're, they're, they're thus saith the Lord. I'm giving you scripture and verse. If you would take time to read them and uh, just praying that the Lord would deal with your heart and, and other hearts out there. Would you sit down and write us a little letter and, and help us with the broadcast if you would? Many of our folks are doing that now across this nation where the Trailblazer broadcast goes. And remember, this is Pastor Alva Pendarvis, the old Trailblazer. Our mailing address is Radio Missions. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Until next time, goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis invites you to listen to the Radio Missions Internet radio station that presents the old Trailblazer broadcast, Voice of Truth broadcast, weekly sermons, and music 24 hours a day. For information and a link to listen, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org. And be sure to join us again each Monday through Friday on this station for the old Trailblazer broadcast with Pastor Albert Pendarvis. 